Welcome to Throb, the reality of business podcast. Real business chat from real people without the shiny veneer of gurus anywhere near it. Uh, with your hosts, Bertie Cordingly and Paul Chapman, and maybe some guests along the route, we'll talk about our experiences of running business, helping others run a business, and sharing real stories based on real experience. Hello, Paul Chapman. Big doggy dog, how, how are, are you? you? Oh, I need to change my chair because it creaks. Oh, he needs to change his chair because it creaks. We always say we're going to cut this bit out. Never this out. is the gold. Got his feet up. What do you call this thing? What would you call it? So, for the, you know per- the, the first word that came out was poof. Right, yeah. You had your foot in the poof. That was like a, 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 a rock back to my um, kid. A footstool? I said, for the purposes of the tape, I'm just referencing something that I've put to rest my weary legs on. Lovely chap. Um, yeah, pu- puffet, 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 I think it used to get called. I think that's just a load of food on a table, mate. But, uh, no, that's a... <laughs> I, do love, I do love a good buffet. Uh, my concern is that COVID has killed the buffet. I don't know, I'm sure I've had... Well, I don't know, I've definitely had some really good buffets recently. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to turn everything into I something... Think, I think you call it boffing. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. Anyway, anyway, do you know what? So you laughing, do you know what your laugh reminds me of? <laughs> I don't want to know this. <laughs> I was going to say just laugh again, but I don't know if it. So you know on Back to the Future? Yes. You know George McFly? Yes. Yes, it's very, your laugh is very George that, McFly. That is exceptional knowledge of a film that it, you know what, like a minor character's no, laugh Well, no, like. just, just just watch it. I think any any Back to the Future fan will probably know exactly what I'm talking about. So we're here again. So what have you been up to today? Uh, I, I just uh, had a breakfast uh, with a friend of mine and um, that was about it. And now, now I'm here and we are recording the Throb podcast. The reality of business. Here is the reality of business. We are. I like it turn that into a nice little advertisement for the podcast that the people are listening to but anyway very well anyway why do you ask me what i've done no you're all right thanks okay well anyway (laughs) wait what have you done what have you spent this morning doing my friend uh i have been shopping oh yeah i've done the big shop today nice so well actually it wasn't that big i just needed a few items so just shop then just just shop but uh yeah i went into one of the uh larger um supermarkets they had loads of offers, so I've spent uh, a four. I literally went in to get one item. Yes, one item, and I've come out probably about two hundred quid lighter. Brilliant um, from there. Uh, but we yeah, had one of the uh, lower cost items. Interestingly, that I bought there was I spent today ten pound on a tube of toothpaste. Good, is it gold plated? Well, no, gold leaf toothpaste. <laughs> And the reason uh, I spent £10 in is because it was reduced from £20. So I bought some... T- yeah, I know. I you know. can buy toothpaste at 20 quid. Apparently so. I've never seen £20 toothpaste, but I thought, well, uh, yeah, I've got a few like stains. And I'm having... I, I've mentioned before, I'm having this tooth changed uh, next week. What are you having put in? What? Well, just a different tooth. Oh, okay. But there's a period where I don't have a tooth <laughs> and they just replace it with... Um, an opal fruit or something I've been sticking there <laughs> like a temporary one a mento don't drink any coke yeah that's, so, <laughs> so I'll be hiding out I'll be uh, yeah there's a period um, throughout November or December where I'll be hiding uh, and I'm not telling anyone when that period is because uh, I'm far too vain to show my face with that temporary tooth I imagine it'll coincide with you not being on Instagram it probably will <laughs> yes <laughs> top secret you're like um, a spy um. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, so it, and it just made me think that um, yeah, I wouldn't normally spend that much. Like if I saw toothpaste for ten quid, there's no way I would buy it. But you know, my perception is, oh, I'm saving ten pound on the toothpaste. So I bought it, had a look at it. I thought, well, I'll give this give this a go, see what happens. It, it sort of ties into what's happening at the moment in in terms of you know wherever we're recording this, sort of mid November. It's yep. it's Black Friday time. Well, it's it's Thursday, eighteenth November. It is. Um, which I believe makes tomorrow Black Friday. No, Black Friday's next week. Okay, well, anyway, look, bra- 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 Black Friday. Last, last Friday of November, isn't it? Is it? Although it gets earlier and earlier, it is, it? but yeah, Black Friday is coming up, and it is... That's because of Friday, the date changes. Yeah. That's why. Brilliant. And so it'll go a bit earlier, then it'll go later again. Yeah, I think it's... Anyway, look... That's how months and years work. It's never on the same... Really? Sorry, carry on. No, I don't want to carry on. Now. You had something important. You do it. Well, okay, so we're talking. So yesterday was Singles Day, wasn't it? It wasn't. No, was it not? No. All right then. Well, you do it then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so, um, well, we are in and around Black Friday. We are. It is sort of coming up there, and I think you know, it is a thing that gets talked about in businesses a lot in terms of, effectively. Let's wrap it up in, should you discount, should you not, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, with what's going on at the moment, we've got some other stuff to talk about with that. But, you know, in, in this kind of thing, let's talk that. And so, where, you know, where do you where do you stand on this? Where is your positioning on, should you discount? Should you discount? So, I've already had a very strong position on it, certainly with online stuff. And that's that you shouldn't. However, my, my view is now changing. I think, di- and so actually, let's rewind. I think discounts are overused and I don't think they're used correctly. So as a rule, because I don't really fully understand it that much, I just generally personally avoid them. However, that is something that I'm now changing my view on and learning a lot more about how they can be used effectively. I think discounts are used incorrectly and can be extremely damaging. So I've seen discounts used incorrectly and destroy a business as in this yeah. business can't then yeah. operate ever again you saw that with Groupon I mean when because yeah. Groupon's not that old is it I seem to remember having this conversation in a previous life at what, like 10, 15 years ago Groupon because it sunk a few businesses didn't it there was it a, did a, a famously a cupcake business or something like that and and that's exactly yeah. that's exactly the example I was going to use yeah so thinking back so going back this is probably 10 years ago, maybe, if that, around that time, for the consumer, it was just amazing, right? Like, you'd buy these vouchers for, I don't know, like 20 quid, but you got like 75% off, like crazy, crazy yeah, discounts yeah. Um, for restaurants. And yeah, would like, yeah, I was just a group on haul when it first came out. I was going around loads and loads of different yeah. places, and you'd like, you know, eat out for a meal for two for like four quid or something. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but, I don't think there's a single one of those restaurants that I ever went in that sorry that I went into that are still there now. Yeah. And actually then being in that industry, being in like, you know, restaurants and takeaway, actually talking to the owners, things like that, it was killing them because they would do these huge, huge discounts, not make any money off them because the group on model I think the you know, was you would give say you had to give at least 50% off your menu anyway yeah. but then they would take 50% of that in revenue so you'd end up with a teeny tiny percentage and, and people were doing it because on the promise that they would go back and i'm sure some people did but the amount of money that they lost and then because Mm. you are then perceiving that place to be cheap because it's discounted like i I never went back to those places again 
Because it's like, you know, in my head, it's like I've paid... Why would I pay 100 quid for a meal when I've just paid 20? It's like it, it completely... I think in, in those instances, it can be really damaging and very difficult to get out of. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think a problem with discounts is that it attracts people looking for discounts rather yeah. than looking for what it is that you do. And I think, you know, that th- there is that side of it. You know, discounts can be very useful. But, you know, you take that situation there. What's gone wrong there is that the uh, restaurant, whatever it is, has not captured your details and then use them. Exactly. That's what's going to, you know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of, you know, there's, I'm sure there are plenty of businesses actually, Groupon changed it forever, but in a positive sense, actually, it, it had traffic, it drove a lot of people to you, you know. I hope, clearly not. I hope people have actually done their maths before and think, well, okay, if we're giving them, they say, we are, I don't know, we are now just operating at cost, but this is a play to get, this is a play to get more people back in. And actually, what I'm guessing you didn't have is loads of people capturing your details and saying, hey, Bertie, we loved having you in there, da da da, here's what we normally do, here's how it looks, here's what we invite you out, which is, it is the right thing to do, but there is also that problem that quite often people just want discounts and yeah. discount hunters will look for stuff and there is nothing that you can do that will make them pay pay, pay full price because they don't need to. Yeah. And actually kind of, you know, I mean, I don't, is Groupon still a thing? Is it I, still? Think, I think so. I, don't, I mean, I can't remember the last time that I, I used it. Um, I was using it for like Christmas presents at one point because I was a last minute Christmas present buyer. So it wow. was like... She feels special. Not, not got. Um, <laughs> hey, kids. We'll get, we'll get them a group on. <laughs> yeah. Here's 25% off kitchen rolls. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, so, yeah. Dad. So, but, you know, it, 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 probably, it probably is a thing. I can't remember the last time that I used it. Um, but, yeah, you could get, I mean, you know, the, the model for consumers is great. Like, I guess you could, you could at the time get some great deals. Like, it just felt like I was always eating out on Groupon. Yeah. But, as you say, I was probably a discount hunter at the time and would just, like, why would I go back to that restaurant when I, there's another 20 restaurants uh, on Groupon that it's just like, well, actually, I'll go and try somewhere else. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, and I think, you know, discount, for me, this comes under give people a reason to spend. You know, this is, this is, all, this is all kind of discount. It is give people a reason. There has to be a reason for people to come to you as opposed to someone else. Yeah. You know, and that's really what we're saying. And I think, you know, that's why, you know, I have, I have no issue with discounts. You know, it, a discount, you know, particularly through something like Groupon, but anyone, you know, look at that as a third party. You and I have spoken about this before. Every customer you ever need is already on someone else's list. How can I get the attention of that person, get them to me, you know, discount is perfect for that. And actually you, doing, the, doing the Groupon thing, uh, if, you, if, again, if you're doing it properly, and again, no one does. If you do it properly, it can be a massive valuable thing. Completely. You've got access to it. But it's, you know, this is just, this is just give people a reason to buy. And this is, this is all Black Friday is. Black Friday is just giving someone a reason to buy. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people are, people are busy. People are kind of forgetful. People are not only dealing with the purchase of your product they have life going on which is why things like remarketing and retargeting is so massively valuable but this is about giving people a discount uh, giving people a reason to buy you know you look at you know a a few years back uh i wrote a book me and my uh, um ex-business partner we we wrote a book i was very uh, very clear that i wanted this book to be a bestseller yeah, and actually, and again, was it a bestseller? It was a bestseller. Yeah, but actually, I don't want to sound funny here. That's really easy to do. 
it's because there's a process behind what you're actually doing here. So actually, all we did was, um, in fact, it, do you know what? It was about, it might have been five years ago today that it hit the top of the charts. Anyway, it doesn't, really? it doesn't matter. It's, five years ago today? I don't know. Maybe, maybe 2016, 2017. doesn't matter. Don't remember. But actually, this, the, 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 we gave, we wanted to get a bestseller. You need to sell a lot in a short period of time. That's how kind of the charts are working, okay? So that's how it works. What, you, what we needed to do was make sure people bought in a window. Yeah. So we spent all our time, we, you know, that, yeah, the reason was there was a discount. I'm sure we discounted. There was a discount between this time and this time. So loads of lead up to it, loads of lead up to it, loads of lead up to it. Bang. Doors are open. And it's like, it's the stuff that American marketers teach you forever. Yeah. Doors are open. Buy the book. Loads of volume in a really short time. Shut the window, go. And that's it. That's hence it became kind of a bestseller. And I think that's all things like Black Friday and everything else is. It's just giving people a reason to do it. And I think, you know, what people, as ever with this stuff, you look at the concept of what's happening and then try and work out what's behind it. And then how do I do it? You know, Black Friday, so many people make so much money from Black Friday. Every business can do it. That's not every business has to get involved in Black Friday, but every business give a reason. You know, maybe it is you, the owner's birthday. Maybe you've been in business for 20 years. You know, I had one guy ages ago and he launched a price rise and it was brilliant. He just told people on this date, the prices are going to go up. And, you know, and in that time, you know, before that, he just got loads and loads and loads of business in. When it came, you know, when he had to draw and he did, he did the right thing. He, you know, put the line down and said, right now the prices are higher. But he had, yeah, he went back and had a load of people and said, look, I know not all of you could get in before that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, do for the next day because you couldn't get in. It's still a higher price, but I'll do it 50% of the difference. So let's say it was going 100 to 150. Probably for all those people, he did it at 125 quid. And it's just, it's ridiculous how you use a price rise to get more money in and how he launched it but it's just give people a reason to buy and that's all that's all discounts that's all black friday is it is just you know people are waiting to do it because they know it's coming up and it it's just a reason mm. does that make any sense it did but yeah it, it makes absolutely perfect sense i think if you're going to discount i think it's part of a much bigger strategy yes and i think it's when it's done as a knee-jerk oh shit it's black friday we just need to discount everything it's probably the wrong thing to do unless you already have those systems and processes in to capture and then reuse that data and then as you say remarket you can give high value low cost offers to try and get people through the door i'm talking like our sort of industry that they're going to help people know like and trust you so then you can sell them higher price things i think that's a really good strategy for it one of my earlier jobs when i used to work for people back in the day back in the day uh, back in the day is uh, when i first moved to london i don't live in london now obviously for the purpose of the tape i'm in nottingham i lived in london for a couple of years and the job that got me down to london was uh, i went for a job in selfridges uh, i didn't actually know what job i was going for who just... incidentally don't sell fridges they do <laughs> do they not anyway <laughs> Really? Probably probably didn't. Yeah, probably never saw a fridge in there. there well, maybe there was one in the staff room. Curries anyway. don't sell curries if it helps. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind laughing, that was terrible. Anyway, so in fact, funny story, right? So I went to um, 
I went to a job interview yes. in Selfridges. Excellent. And didn't actually know. So someone that I knew had got me like an interview. So I turned up for an interview and uh, got a job. But actually, I just turned up for the wrong interview, for nice. the wrong job. But still got that job. Excellent. So I was supposed to be going for an interview in menswear. So that's that's what I was going to be doing. But I didn't. I got uh, the job in uh, the home department. So I was a towel folder. Oh, nice. In Selfridges. Nice. So that's, that's what I did for a while. So I, I worked in Selfridges and... You one, moved to London to be a towel folder. Um, yeah, well, not exactly. I didn't move to London to be a towel folder. I just became a towel right, folder. Right, okay. Anyway, I've got, yeah, lots of stories I could tell, tell about Selfridges. But anyway, one of the things that particularly sort of stays in my mind is when the Christmas sale came, like, obviously, Selfridges department store, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Sale time, right? Yeah. What, like, but one of the things that really, like, surprised me is, like, it was very little of the existing stock that actually went on sale. So all of the, the, the good stuff, in, I've noticed this now in other stores, wasn't really being reduced. Or maybe it was, maybe it was like 10 or 20% or whatever. But all the real like 50 to 75% off mm. stuff, I don't know where this stuff came from. But one day it wasn't there. And then the next day like, we had to clear the shelves and bring out all of this other stuff. Like we'd never seen it before. Like that's the heavily discounted stuff. But people, everyone was just, just swooping in and buying it. And the whole thing was a mess. So, you know, like... I suppose that's a long-term strategy, isn't it? That's just not, oh, it's Christmas, let's just discount everything. That was their plan. Like, I don't know how long that stocks, where it existed before. But yeah, that's a good example of someone has thought that through. And then that stuff was sold cheap. And then all the the good stuff was still there for everyone to pay full price again. It's just, and the sales stuff will bring people in. you You know, it's their own internal group on, if you will. That brings people in. And those people in the store, I bet some of them buy the non-sale stuff. And it is, and it is, you know, all of this, it's just, yes, people can buy from you all the time, but everyone needs a reason. Everyone needs a nudge over the line. Everyone needs to rem- be reminded that they want this thing. You know, again, yeah. it's like we said about remarketing. That's why it's so powerful is the fact that, you know, I'm, ages ago, I mean, when it was kind of still quite a new thing, I, I, Amy and I were uh, heading to Rome, I think, I can't remember, and I got halfway through the booking, I didn't book, blah, 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 whatever reason. The next day I'm being shown adverts that say, do you still want to go to Rome? Oh, actually, yes, yeah, I do. You know, it's like, <laughs> back to Bill Tong, it's like that reminder, it's like that, you haven't bought, do you want to do it? You know, just give people a reason, get them back over the line, get them, because, you know, the more they come into you, people are going to Selfridges sale every year. Yeah, it's, it's a do. thing they do, do and because they they because they can, you they are controlling in inverted commas they're controlling people's behaviour because they know the sale they know it's a premium place sale is good etc etc you know the public kind of see that think well, okay selfishes with there's a sale and somewhere is nice the selfishes they'll have some good stuff and it's just this kind of this this bringing behaviour in but it all it all sits under this banner of like people will buy three six five. But if you can give them a reason to buy, you bring in a lot of sales in a short time. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's, there's million, millions of reasons like that. I mean, you look at, um, look at Singles Day. Uh, I don't know if people know Singles Day. If you don't know Singles Day, Singles Day is, I think it was the 11th of November this year. Okay. Singles Day is, in theory, the, um, the antithesis. Is that it? The, yeah, it, it's anti-Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's very, very big in the Far East. Uh, it's, it's a day. It is 24 hours. Uh, have a guess how much money... Um, 
they made this year. So it's one company, uh, Alibaba. Yeah. How much money did they make? Because yeah, they in absolutely hours? rinsed it, didn't they? They do. They did. Alibaba absolutely rinsed it. Have a have a guess. As a guess, I would say 139 billion. It was 139 billion. I feel you've stole my thunder there. <laughs> You're such a prick. No one likes you. We spoke about this. We spoke about this. You must. Anyway, but if you say to me, don't look at the notes, I'm I'm going to look at the note. You might as well have just. Mate, we've been doing this podcast now for eight months. You have never, ever looked at any notes before any of our podcast recordings. This but you tell me is, to look at the notes. This is and now why no t- one likes you. You told me not to look at the notes. That's this the is first the, thing I'm going to do. This is the reason why no one likes you. Anyway, so 139 guess, wasn't it? billion. It's a very good guess. 139 billion. For the purpose of the tape, Paul just flagged me off. <laughs> I don't, what does that mean? What? Flagged you off? Yeah. It means stick your finger Oh, up. I gave the finger. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Have you not heard flagged you off? I haven't. Oh, Doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, right. Uh, 139 billion in 24 hours. Yeah. I've done some maths. Right. <laughs> it's not my forte. Uh, 5.8 billion an hour. Right. 97 million a minute. Yeah. One, 1.6 million per second. Alibaba were making 1.6 million dollars per second. And do you know what the best thing about this is? Yep. What? <laughs> I just presume you're going to say what I'm saying. No, I didn't read it. The didn't best mean, thing about this, that, so you've got to remember, you know, so they, they, Alibaba have made $139 billion in a day. Right. The best thing about this, Alibaba invented Singles Day. That's crazy. So they have just made up a fake day that has made $1.6 million a second. Well, that's that's amazing. Are you sure those numbers are correct? Go and Google. Yeah, I did it last night. It's, I mean, uh, that's, it's, not, it's not yen. Dollars. Dollar. I mean, that seems like 139 billion dollars. Just from Alibaba. Yeah. In a day. I believe so. Google it. Okay, it, go just, it just seems... Maybe it just, I'm wrong. It just seems a, it just seems yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and do you know what? 139 billion is a lot. It is a lot. And I think, look... One of the things to kind of talk about here, because, I mean, people that don't know Alibaba, it's a bit like, um, like an Amazon, and it's very, very big in, in, in the Far East. It's, it's a name not everyone knows, but it is a... What they've done here is something that absolutely anybody can do, and it's really important we don't get lost in the figures of this, because, you know, most of the businesses listening to this are not are going, like, I can't make $1.6 million a second. I just can't. That's not the point. They have created a reason for people to buy on a specific day. Yeah. You know, what would happen if you managed to put a year's worth of income into a day, into a week? Well, you know, what if you got a week's worth of income into a day? What does that do for your cash flow and that sort of thing? And all they've done, they've created a reason to buy. Now, every single business can do that. It can be a, you know, like, a, you know, it's, it's our birthday. We're doing this. We're, you know, we're offering 10% off, blah, blah, blah. You know, it is, you know, we, we've been incorporated 15 years, so this is what we're doing. You know, there can be anything. There can be, um, f- you know, kind of you see in flash sales. You give them, Now, flash sales are quite interesting because unless you are Alibaba or someone of that ilk, flash sales, I don't think, particularly work unless you've got a really good relationship with your list. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually, 
a flash sale only works if you tell someone there's going to be a flash sale. That whole kind of, there's 50% off now. For most businesses listening to this, I wonder how useful that is because I think with any of this stuff, you need to warm people up. You need to do what um, what I did with the book. You need to yeah. be able to say, hey, look, we, you know, book is launching you know, next week. I think we had, look, we've something really excited to show you. Keep an eye out. We're going to tell you all about it on the 10th at 10 or whatever it was. Da, da, da. And you walk them through like, you know, can't wait for the announcement tomorrow. Bang, announcement. And then tell you, tell you, tell you. And then it's, and you, and, and you kind of build all that in. But all of this stuff, it is, it needs to be done. It's like, I think you said it about discounts. It needs to be kind of part of like an overall strategy and you need to kind of have it. But, you know, just doing a flash sale, I don't think is necessarily helpful unless you've got, a really, really good, strong, engaged list. And again, you know, if you're looking at the, looking at the tools that you do, you know, I think you know, something like Instagram Stories will probably work quite well for this. Yeah. Email, possibly less so. This whole thing just amazes me that they can make that much money in such a short time. Mm. But it only comes down to the fact that they are giving people a reason to buy at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'm all up for, like, doing things, testing and stuff like that. With discounts, they just make me nervous a little bit because I just see so many places yeah. get it wrong yeah. and it can be super damaging. I think as part of a longer-term, a, a bigger strategy, I think it absolutely can be something that everybody can utilise to some degree. But, yeah, just done incorrectly. I'll tell you someone who doesn't do it or... or um, I don't think does it right. Um, and maybe they've, they've got better at this. Um, Acardo, okay. Okay. So I knew, I knew someone who, who just used to rinse Acardo's discounts because uh, he would order from there and get his 40% off. Um, and then if you didn't order from Acardo for, I don't know what the period was, four months, then they would do it again. But they would just do that repeatedly forever. He only ever ordered from there to yeah. get the discount. Never used it at any of the time. We just wait. Yeah. So you know, is that the right way of doing it for some businesses? That could be crippling, but you know, it's not. That's not necessarily. Yeah. If people know when your discounts are going to come, and if you're not, I, I don't know. Maybe at forty percent, they are making money on there. Yeah. So okay. Look, I mean, this is quite tricky. Then how how do we help people here? How should you use discounts? So I think discounts are. If you can, so let's look at the selfish example, right? If you can use something that is, you know, a high perceived value or high, you know, not necessarily high perceived value, but a lower cost to get people through the door. So that 75% sales was, was getting people through the door, but then they were in the store and they were buying other things. So if you've, if you've got something, if you can create something that you can give away or sell cheaper that isn't necessarily using a lot of your time yeah or energy or effort but it's still a high value to the consumer something maybe you can either mass produce or may okay let's just say if you're a coach or a consultant right maybe you could produce something uh like an online course okay that could do maybe 20 30 40 percent of what you could do face to face but then you can sell that at a cheaper rate gets people through the door, people are getting huge value for that mm. offering. Yeah. But then when they watch that, they're like, okay, great, actioned all that stuff. Do you know what? I fucking love this guy. Now I want to work with them. And then actually you can then lead them and upsell them onto the maybe a one-to-one -one or a group coaching. You know, that is one example. And I think there's there's probably lots of things that you could do, you know, in retail or, you know, with some sort of product, just something that's cheap to give through the door, but it doesn't devalue the higher offering that you're doing. 
Um, and you know that's that's the uh, I think that's the danger if you like because if you are a coaching consultant you start discounting your main core offering like your main you know one to one your time is limited right so then mm. suddenly if you sell all of those at a discounted price then your time is finite but if you if you're giving or selling something that isn't finite like a course yeah. that's reusable it doesn't matter how many you know whether you sell one or a hundred thousand the work effort that you've put in is the same so you're better off selling more at a lower cost because it doesn't devalue anything else you do yeah and i think it's tricky because devaluing there is a point that you don't there are lots of industries where it doesn't work i think the way I see discounting, discounting is effectively, it's just another marketing cost. It's yeah. the same as me having to spend 100 quid to get in a magazine and, you know, because that can, you know, that's a chunk of your profit anyway. I think it's a different way of looking at it. I think to go back a step in that, like, how to make it work, you have to be a multi, well, you don't have to be. You should. It is better if you are a multi-purchase product. Yeah, you know, if there is just, you know, like it will be really difficult, and I think the wrong thing to do to discount if you are a estate agent, where you're basically going to get one purchase. You might get two, but they're years apart. Okay? Yeah. So that, I think that that's a different way to do it. If it's if it's if that's what you're looking at and you f- want to do it, the you know there might be a value add option. So actually, you're not doing that. You're going to add something extra for free and you can layer stuff on. So perhaps we'll talk about that in a bit. But I think, you know, it needs to be a multi-purchase thing. So actually, you can kind of get them in on the lower price and then do it. But again, you need to make sure there is a proper plan strategy kind of set up in advance of discount to do that, talk people through it and kind of take them part of it. But it really comes down to understanding what is the lifetime value of a customer. Exactly. I was chatting with, with Leanne earlier about uh, Traffic and Conversion Summit in America and Ryan Dice. And um, I spent a lot of time a few years ago in that world with people like Dan Kennedy and that sort of stuff, going and learning off to San Diego. Great. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, full of weirdos, like full of absolute <laughs> wackos. But um, yeah, really interesting space to be. And a lot of those guys were basically affiliate marketers is, is kind of what they were but they'd kind of because they were sort of in that group they'd all like kind of work with each other and they were effectively just giving all the money from that first purchase to the person that referred mm-hmm. you know and we're kind of going slightly off center here but you know most people if they're doing like a referral will give you 10 percent. like it's really hard to get interested about 10 percent. but when you've got all that money i'm now you know if you're going to give me you know you're selling a hundred pound course and i get a hundred quid of that for every person i send your way that buys well, actually, maybe it's worth me sending you 50 people and me working hard to do that because that way I don't have to do anything other than have a relationship with people say, hey, Bertie's really good at this. Yeah. You know, but that only works if you understand the lifetime value of you having a customer. Yeah. Because, you know, and, you, and, and I, don't, I don't think people think about this. You know? No, they don't. And like, like, you know, this is, I mean, I'll do like lifetime value customer work with, you know, clients, especially sort of in startups when they're trying to use paid advertising right to get customers through the door let me give you an example so you know going back to as you know like you know an online takeaway fillmybelly.com the commission that we made on an order was 10 percent. it was always 10 percent. that's didn't matter what you know, how many restaurants they had who we were working with it was 10 percent of the order the average order of takeaway back then was 16 pound okay so one pound 60 you know that's that's what we had to play with now, AdWords actually, fortunately, was a lot cheaper back then. But 
even if we, we, we were paying two or three pound per ad to get that person through the door, we knew the lifetime value of the customer wasn't just one order. You know, it was they would order from us every month for two years. You know, that's so it's a it's a higher value. Yeah. So we were paying, we were losing money on acquiring those customers mm. for certain keywords. However, we knew that the lifetime value of the customer was higher, and it's important to do those maths because we could have quite easily, like, if you looked at that from a very linear perspective, it's like, whoa, hang on, well, we're losing money on words because for that. Every pound. every customer's cost me one pound forty. Exactly, but it's not a bit. Yeah, it's not. It's the lifetime value yeah. that you're looking at, and of course, not all of those customers are going to come back. And this is where you've really got to be on top of your numbers and analyze your data and figure out all of this stuff. And you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. But if it's not something you've ever done, just start recording some stuff, and you'll start to see patterns in that number. Anyway, this is a whole separate yeah um, conversation, I suppose. If we start getting into those 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 details. But yeah, understanding um, how long those customers are going to be with you is really, really important. And you know, we knew that if we got a customer two or three times, and that was it, that our job was done. Yeah. Because you know, once they've ordered the third time, they were like sixty percent more likely to order a fourth time, and then we don't have to worry. They're they're through the door. They they built those habits. And the interesting thing with customer loyalty is that it's quite hard that it's, it's just as hard sometimes to lose a customer as it is to get one as in you've really got to do something to piss yeah. them off because people are in just that habit of doing it so i think you know having that that's the great thing with e-commerce you can you can spend more money getting people through the door and that's probably what the case with alibaba right like they've just done all of that uh, you know marketing to get people through the door but now all of those new customers, and some will be existing, they've got their email address. They can then be yeah. sending the new offers. They can target them from the stuff they've bought. So, you know, that's it. And obviously, they've just made all that $139 billion as well, which I did, was Googling as you were talking, and I couldn't find anything to uh, to disprove your words. Maybe it was £12.16. Yeah. yeah, but you are right. You need, you need to model this. You need to go into it kind of seriously. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are going to do it, you need to do it properly like you know kind of you know what's the point of a discount the point of a discount is to get someone to change their behavior yeah you know from I know, buying from someone else or buying the product for the first time you know the whole point is to because if that was already the behavior you don't need the discount yeah and therefore when you do a discount it's got to be meaty mm-hmm. like someone tried to entice me the other day with five percent of oh, something and i'm just- like no, and I get it, and it's I do you know, and I get it because you know cash and cash is always king, and you don't want to cut it away. And again, this is someone that's clearly doing this that has never thought about lifetime value, has never modelled it, doesn't know the numbers. But you know, r- regardless of the product, I mean, I don't know, maybe for a house, but regardless of the product, has anybody ever got excited about five percent? No, they just no, haven't. It's, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's I, not. And you know, has anyone got you know? Because you know, and if you absolutely have to do tiny margin like that for god's sake just turn it into cash yeah tell someone it's 20 quid off or you know or even like even like five quid off because people can understand five quid five percent they don't really understand and it's just it's not going to get them excited you have to do something that changes behavior mm-hmm. and five percent is not going to do it now i'm not saying you have to give away you know this is why you know that that um, you know when you see big discounts you know because it has to be at full price somewhere else doesn't it which is why there are you know, probably shop, shops up in the uh, Silly Isles, kind of population four, where this toothbrush has indeed been on, on sale for £900. Uh, and they can then 
show that it's been on sale somewhere like £900 and then they can put it in their supermarket at yeah. you know, £1 and say, look, yeah, I can't, I can't do the math, whatever it is. <laughs> but it is, you know, it is, it has to be thought about because five, you know, 5%, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to make people act. It's not. I, I see this with like, um, especially smaller businesses, you can see they've not thought it through. I mean, it winds me up, but, you know, I suppose, you know, they just don't, they just don't understand or no one's ever sat down and explained it. I suppose what frustrates me is I was always trying to explain it to them. Uh, you know, going back to like, you know, selling to small businesses, selling to takeaways and then, you know, coffee shops and other sort of industries and stuff that I've, I've been into. And it's that mindset when you're trying to get someone to actually give a proper, well thought out discount or a loyalty scheme to try and get people to come back. And it's like, they just don't see it. It's like, they, so, you know, okay, right, well, we'll do a a 10% discount if someone's been in 10, you know, the stamp card yeah. thing. And it's like, that's fucking useless. Like, who's like, who wants temp? Like, they just don't. It just, it does, people just don't think like that. And they see it as like, yeah, but if on that 10th visit, if we give it, if we're giving 50% off a coffee, we're losing money on that. And it's like, look, look on, seriously. They've had to have nine other coffees yeah. with you yeah. as opposed to someone else. And they don't just come in and buy a coffee, do they? They come in and buy a cake and they'll buy like a little chocolate croissant or, you know, like it's, it's, you've got to look mm. at the bigger picture. So with discounts, here's, here's the thing. I don't know whether you do this. So I do this every single time. And some companies have got really good at it. And tell me if you do the same thing. No matter what I'm buying online, if I get to the checkout and I see coupon code, and this is why yes, I, I never did it. Going here. It's like that then, enter your coupon code. I am fucking Hercule Pyro at this point. I am... St- you who? Her- Hercule Pyro? Pyro? Pyro, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Do you know what? Right, funny story. I've used... I can never say this right. <laughs> I should learn. Because that's the second time. I was on The One Show once talking about... It's true, true story. You were on The One I Show? I was on The One Show. I was being featured uh, to do with like credit card frauds. I wasn't doing the credit card fraud. We'd got hit really hard. Uh, and I, I made that joke. I was like, you don't have to be... How do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> Hercule Poirot. Po- Poirot. Anyway, I said Pyro. Uh, didn't. No one fucking corrected me on the interview. Really? And they, they, it's. They, this they'll, is... they'll correct you on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that night I just kept getting like, oh, it was Pyro, Pyro, Pyro. Oh, fucking hell. So, you yeah, were like, on the one show. I was on the one. I've been on TV like a few times. But oh, anyway, dear. what are we talking about? Anyway, you don't, you don't have to be Poirot. Have, you don't have to. Yeah, him. You don't have to be. Sherlock Holmes. You don't have to be Sherlock. <laughs> to... Anyway, I'm scouring the internet, is the point, for a discount code for that checkout. Like and I'm gonna find one and I won't buy from that place until I have found a discount. I'm gonna find something. So I think when you see like enter your voucher code here, like that stops me. That literally stops yeah. me from buying at that point. Um but I'll tell you who and I can't think of the names, but there's a few times now places that have they've understood this behaviour. So what they've done on their own website, they've published ten percent. Right, yeah, for the sake of argument. Um, 
yeah, and I've had this probably two or three times with places, and it's on their own website. So you're Googling it, and they just make sure that they are the first in Google for that thing. And it's actually, it's like, okay, fair play. I'll, I'll take the 10%. So they've published yeah. their own code because to counter that behaviour. So I feel that's quite smart. It is. And I suppose all of this, it's understanding customer behaviour. Yeah. You know, we know in loads of different kind of scenarios, we know how customers work mm-hmm. and we can find out how customers work. And people spend, you know, the big guys spend lots and lots of money on how customers work. Yeah. You know, down to like heat mapping on websites and all this kind of stuff. Well, and, yeah. You know, which way people go around a supermarket, where they look, all this kind of stuff. And, it's, you know, this data is out there for all of us, really. Whether, well, actually, we, most businesses won't buy that data, but the fact that other people are doing it, you can then go and look and think, look, where is the hero aisle in the... Um, supermarket what's my version of that etc it is all this stuff is out there and I think you know this it sort of brings us kind of full circle into it look if you think more and replicate the things that you know work you will just make more money yeah you know and that you know kind of goes into discounts and kind of goes into you know everything else and it is you know it's it is it's why Black Friday is so big Mm -hmm. it is why Singles Day is so big it's why you know it's like it's why Christmas it's so big it's, yeah. why, you know, it's why people kind of put their money into these different things and yeah I think you know it's just just give people reasons to buy I was just thinking how we could wrap this up and just give some advice to the listeners we've got loads yes I know Honestly, I, mean, I shouldn't sound as surprised as I do but yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah, well, yeah, you know, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank I mean, you, thank you for if you've got this far. Then, yeah, yeah, thank you. Well very done. Much. Uh, <laughs> we're sorry. We're not sorry. No, this is obviously they're enjoying it. The listeners are in enjoying this. Anyway, listeners, uh, listener, or you personally listening right now on this yeah. podcast, if you uh, if you are thinking about if you've got a business and you are thinking about discounting or maybe you're suggesting discounts for someone that you work for. Just think about it, you know, how will this discount fit in the longer term strategy? And, you know, like, you know, you can always try it and and see how it works. But it isn't just necessarily about that one discount to, you know, sell these things off cheaper, unless you've got, you know, overstock of something. And then, of course, you you want to try and get rid of it. Right. But if you're discounting things that you could probably sell anyway, especially come up to Christmas, then can you, you know, how can you make the most of it? How can you capture that data? How can you get those people to buy more? Can you discount something? if they buy something else you know there's so many things so i would say just don't rush into it there's a lot more behind discounting practice yeah. than what you would think and we would just want you to think about this stuff so yeah and i think you know and again black friday particularly kind of really sort of splits people some people are like yeah it's brilliant some people are like, it's ridiculous look the reality is there is loads and loads and loads of money out there that is going into making black friday so big mm-hmm. so actually do you know what if it's not too late go and try it go and put a discount out you know because you it's really hard for most businesses listening to this to create a black friday singles day thing on their own yeah so if this thing is happening there is nothing wrong with you joining that bandwagon and this is effectively you using someone else's data this is no different for you putting an ad on Facebook, okay? That's where the people are. Black Friday is a thing. You can use that stuff. But it is do the work first. Do the thinking first. Offer a discount that is actually a discount, something that is kind of sexy enough to make people want to take action. Make sure you know lifetime customer value. 
and do some modeling. And again, just because it's me and I'm miserable, I would do some really tough modeling on this and kind of worst case scenario stuff. So if all these people, you know, if, if 100 people buy at the lower price and no one goes any further, what does that look like? What, you know, I mean, it's probably not that, you know, do some, I mean, do some real modeling, but you know, don't yeah. go, oh, you know, not it's, work yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, financial modeling. Yeah. You don't want to go, oh, like, you know, hundred people to buy, 80 going to buy again. That's, that's probably not a thing, mm-hmm. you know, cause there will be a lot of discount hunters in there, but look, you know, discounts can be a massively valuable thing. The same as any other bit of marketing, just got to think it through. And I think the, whereas with other stuff, you know, you can, you can spend 500 quid on Facebook ads and almost kind of forget it if it goes wrong. Yeah. But discounting, because of by of its very nature, you are cutting cost off only profit. You know, nothing else is changing. You're only cutting your profit on it. Mm-hmm. You just need to be really cautious, careful, and thought through before you get it in. Yeah. If you've never done the financial modeling before, just, you know, do, do like a worst case mid and then, you know, best case scenario. Um, you'll get it wrong. You're always going to get it wrong to start with. But as you keep doing that process, you will just get better yeah. and better informed. And that financial model of all of these things, how they fit together, will really help you figure out how you're going to do discounting yeah. in the future. So, yeah, if you're listening to this before Black Friday and you're thinking, fuck, I need to get on that bandwagon, I'm going to discount everything. You really don't. Like, yeah. it's one day. Like, people forget it as quickly yeah. as it comes. Um, but, you know, if you do have a bigger strategy and think, oh, actually, I could use this to leverage this, etc., then, yeah, give it a go and uh, just see what happens. Yeah, and if you're not sure, like, lifetime value is really important. And I think if you don't know that, you need to find out. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got a product ladder, you need to do it. And actually, there's a real argument that says, don't do Black Friday this year. Do it next year. Yeah. Go back to everyone that has bought before and try and sell them other stuff and see if actually you can create a product ladder. Because that will then think, well, okay, every time, you know, every hundred people that buy this pencil go on to buy this paper. Yeah. Brilliant. And you can then start to kind of work that out. So actually, you know, next time uh, Black Friday comes, well, you can have a punt on it because you know, actually, all you need to do is get the pencil sales. And, you know, history sort of shows that, you know, every 20 pencil sales, four papers look great. And I think, you know, I think you can, you can come and do that. But, you know, for me, kind of my last word on it is that it's just a thing. It's just a reason to buy, but it's a really good reason to buy. You know, people are putting so much money behind advertising Black Friday because it works. You know, and I think, you know, you don't have to do a Black Friday, but take as ever with all this stuff, Bertie and I talk about, what is the, not, not the thing itself, what is the concept behind the thing? How could that work for me? Yeah. So maybe you are going to do a business anniversary. Maybe it is your birthday. Maybe it is, do you know what? Next week, we're going to have a because it's Friday sale. So mm-hmm. I'm going to open some beers. I'm going to put 10% off everything on the website. You guys have yourself a brilliant time with my best wishes. Whatever it is, like that reason to buy, whatever it is, can be massively profitable. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for joining us again in the studio today. It's a pleasure, mate. For the Throb Podcast. For the Throb Podcast, yes. Like, subscribe, share your stuff. And um, yeah, thanks very much, mate. We'll, uh, We'll see you next time. Yes, thank you. See you all soon. Goodbye. We'll be back next week for another edition of the Throb Podcast. If you want to find out more, you can find me at paulchapmanuk.com. And you can find me, Bertie, at bertiecord.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next week.